we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We'll start in. Three, two, one. Steelers Nation, we are back and probably better than ever. I don't know, just my opinion. Coming at you every week. This is all Steelers talk. My name is Donnie Druin, joined by my co-host, Noah Schackermine. Noah, there's been a ton of news to happen right before we actually hit hit the live button. Right you know, here. Record. Yeah. Right here, right now, and what a what a better way to cap off pretty much the last dead week of no Steelers football heading into training camp as players report probably today, you know, uh, today being Thursday is whenever a lot of or majority of the people are going to be listening to it. Steelers football is back. Steelers drama is back. There's a whole ton of news updates, information, everything from Big Ben hitting the protein shakes to who the Steelers are going to trade for, maybe an all-pro corner. You never know what's going to happen in the world of Kevin Colbert, and we are here to cover it for you. Before we go, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, at SI underscore Steelers. Give us a like and subscribe on YouTube, All Steelers Talk, and then find us on allsteelers.com or si.com slash NFL slash Steelers. The first topic, and like I alluded to a little bit earlier, probably three seconds ago, Steelers linebacker Vince Williams called it quits on his career uh, after originally being cut by the Steelers earlier in the offseason, came back on a very, very cheap deal only for a couple months later to walk away from the game of football. Noah, it's still really early in the news cycle, but what do we know so far? We know that Vince Williams is retired. That's all we know. Vince Williams came out of nowhere, and I think he stunned the Steelers a little bit. I mean, Kevin Colbert's statement literally said that Vince Williams informed them today, the day before they enter training camp. Everybody showed up. I guess Vince didn't, and that would be the end of it. Vince is a guy that I could see it. I said said to you before the show that when he got re-signed, you almost saw that like maybe he really isn't here a hundred percent and he's just trying to decide whether or not he wants to keep playing football. You kind of saw that, you know, because they were moving towards Robert Spillane. They had young guys like Buddy Johnson and a hopeful Marcus Allen. Devin Bush is coming back. We just lost Donnie, but I'm sure he'll be back. And it, it looks as though. Vince Williams didn't really have a spot, or if he did have a spot, that spot was very unknown for the time being. Does that change, or would that have changed at training camp? Probably, but we don't know, and I don't think Vince Williams knew. Donnie's back. We kept it rolling there. All I talked about was Vince Williams Vince Williams not knowing what his role is in 2021, and I think that played a factor because Robert Spillane was expected to kind of take that starting job even if Vince Williams and him had to compete this summer. And then you had young guys like Buddy Johnson, a hopeful Marcus Allen. I just think that Vince Williams saw there's a lot of potential around him, saw that he would have to give 110% this season. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme of things, he just saw it as an opportunity to say, this is where I want my career to end. 
Yeah, and I think that was kind of the uh, the mindset after the Steelers had originally cut him. You know, I remember him. He, he's a very vocal guy on Twitter, and I think that's kind of what separates him from a lot of the other players. That if you're a Steelers fan, you would definitely give him a follow because he'll he'll you know he'll tweet back at you. He'll give you a little bit more insight than other players will. And after the Steelers cut him, he was talking about you know taking I think it was his Ferrari or his Corvette or something like that, and going around Pittsburgh one like one more time. You know, as if he was either going to another team or going to retirement, whatever it may be. And it looked like a, uh, a literal last ride for Vincent Williams around the city. And you know, lo and behold, a couple months later, he goes and resigns with the Steelers. But it, it just feels like Vince Williams, who you know came up from out the mud. Uh, you know, worked his way up to a starting linebacker role and has kind of anchored that defense, you know, throughout the last, what, seven or eight years he's been with the team. And it, it feels like, and you already kind of alluded to this, there's a lot of guys around him that can probably do certain things better than him, and maybe his heart just wasn't in it. And I feel like if Vince Williams was not 1,000% committed to playing football in 2021, he wouldn't, he wouldn't strap up for the Steelers. I feel like he is that kind of guy to where if he knew he wasn't right in the head, he wasn't right in the heart to go out there and give it all every single play and every single snap for the Steelers, why? Why do it? He's got plenty of money. You know, He's already played his fair share of plays in the NFL. What more does Vince Williams have to do? Exactly. And Tyler's out here in the comments talking about how Vince Williams would be the quarterback for the defense this season. That probably would give him an edge in the starting role. I don't necessarily, I don't want to say I disagree, but Devin Bush, yeah, he missed most of last season, but Devin Bush was supposed to be the guy last season to wear the green dot, to be that communicator. And I think that he will have that job a hundred percent in year three, whether Vince Williams was around or not, because he's the future, you know, Vince Williams was likely on his last year in the NFL either way. So this is Devin Bush's team moving forward when it comes to, you know, Vince Williams and his legacy in Pittsburgh, like you said, you know, seven, eight years, he led the Steelers through the Shazier injury, and that will forever be remembered. It will forever be appreciated by Steelers fans, and it solidifies him. He would have a role here. No matter what, if yeah. he played this season, he would have a role. But I just think that, I don't know. I, I just don't think that when he looked at the grand scheme of things, he said, this is my team still, and I still have a spot. I kind of felt like maybe he was an outsider, and he started to a little bit feel like an outsider. Maybe. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, we have to remember we're not inside the head of Vince Williams. And, you know, I think you and I are just as shocked as a lot of people within the organization that, that worked with him and didn't see him exactly show up and report to camp before things are going. But I, I think in terms of what the Steelers are missing heading to 2021, um, you know, while – Vince, you know, may or may not be the, the quote unquote quarterback of the defense, you know, getting everybody lined up and getting play calls. I would argue that Vince is probably, you know, the heart and soul of that front seven whenever he was on the field. I mean, he brought a lot of fire, a lot of energy, a lot of passion. And in, in that sense, yeah, I, I do think the Steelers are going to miss it, you know, and I, I think somebody else is going to have to step up in that leadership role. But um, kind of like you talked about a little bit earlier, Roberts Blaine, after, uh, you know, both Williams and Bush did go down. Spillane wore the green dot in the helmet, and there were a lot of people. I remember uh, Minka in, in particularly co uh, complimenting, excuse me, Robert Spillane on his ability to anchor down the defense and be able to, you know, get the guys organized, be able to relay those calls with the green dot in his helmet. So maybe the Steelers were comfortable with, with Spillane, you know, kind of taking over those responsibilities heading to 2021. Yeah, I could see either of them, Spillane or Bush. I think Bush gets the first shot to do it, but uh, they have guys, you know what I mean? They 
what they went through last season gave them enough confidence in everybody else to say, okay, we didn't necessarily need Vince Williams. Really, the only reason they brought him back is because Vince wanted to retire a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I think that at some point he thought maybe my job is a little bit in jeopardy. So I should probably call it a day. I just think that he knew that the Steelers had other plans. And that means that the Steelers are going to be okay because, as we both know, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert don't go into anything, nothing at all, without knowing that they have a bulletproof plan. And right now that will probably be Robert Spillane and Devin Bush. Certainly, that is what it looks like uh, right there. And before we actually move on, Tyler does have a really good question there in the chat. How, how does this affect how you feel about the inside linebacker depth of the team? Um, I was already pretty content with it before Vince Williams departed ways with the team. Now that Williams is gone, I mean, you you have Spillane as a starter, right? Um, Williamson has gone off the team, but uh, you still have Marcus Allen. That's a guy that we you know talked about before the show. A lot of people seem to like Marcus Allen inside of that you know inside linebacker role. I, I know you're one of them. Uh, he's kind of more of a versatile guy for the position, switch from safety. Uh, that I'm I'm kind of content, you know, with that three man rotation between uh, Bush Spillane and Marcus Allen there. Um, and I don't know if you have any other guys that you had mentioned Buddy Johnson a little bit earlier. Yeah, I think Buddy Johnson is, is the guy that could make or break this inside linebacker core because Robert Spillane to me is still a giant question mark. I get that he played well last season, but I mean, he played well in a desperate in a desperate time. And Mike Tomlin actually talked on Sean McVay's podcast yesterday. And if you haven't heard it, everybody should go listen to it because it's pretty good. And he talked about how it's easy to make a okay player play good it's very difficult to make great players play great and that's pretty true i mean look at doc hodges he came in here and he won football games when he shouldn't have won football games robert spillane ran into derrick henry when he shouldn't have ran into derrick henry it's pretty easy to go out there and say hey man you have one opportunity go make the most of it and he's gonna put everything on the line now when he has the job and it's his to lose that's a totally different game when it comes to the depth, I feel pretty confident, confident, excuse me, in body in Buddy Johnson and Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen, hit or miss, very hit or miss, but he adds that versatility and uh, in a lot of areas that Vince Williams struggled in. And then on top of that, Buddy Johnson is the dude that everybody's excited about. He's a versatile guy. He's very athletic. And if he doesn't come in here and play great on defense, he's going to play great on special teams, which will allow the other three to focus on defense. Yeah, and whenever I think about the comparisons between a guy like Spillane and a guy like Vince Williams, they're kind of similar players, right? I mean, you know, Vince mm -hmm. Williams was a guy who would just fill every gap inside the interior of the offensive line with the, the fastest, meanest piss rush you could think of to, to get to the quarterback or the ball carrier. Spillane is a very similar, you know, intent with him, you know, to go uh, find and uh, heat-seek and destroy, you know, becoming that missile. Both of them weren't superb in pass coverage. I know Spillane uh, took a pick six back in, against uh, Lamar last year whenever they played the Ravens. Uh, I know Vince Williams had an interception or two over the course of his career as well. But they're, they're both kind of in the same mold, so to say. So I, I feel like um, depth-wise, sure, you know, if Spillane needed a breather, they could have just put Spill, uh, not Spillane, but Williams back or vice versa, you know, whoever ended up being the starter. But I feel like in terms of, like, what Williams brought to the defense compared to what Spillane brings to the defense, I I really don't see a, a night and day difference. So I, I think the inner workings of the Steelers linebacking core is going to be just fine. Uh, it does suck to see Vince go, but it's my two cents. 
Yeah, it, it comes down to a rookie in Marcus Allen, and you can put as much faith as you want into that. But until we see anybody hit anybody in training camp, right now it's just a giant question of how good can these guys be or how bad can these guys be, and we'll learn that pretty quick. Giant questions indeed, and now the Steelers find themselves with about $850,000 more in cap space with Vince Williams retiring. There's been rumors, Noah. There's been rumors <laughs> among Steelers Twitter for what feels like a century now. Something big happening. Um, you know, the Steelers had signed Belvin uh, Ingram, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Guys like Malik Hooker still on the market. Um, you know, Terrence Garvin still, you know, uh, tweeting up a storm about, you know, potentially playing for the Steelers next year. Xavier Howard, you know, quarterback who once out of Miami. Steelers need secondary help. Potentially Steven Nelson, who deleted his Twitter yesterday. There's a lot of different avenues Steelers can go. Still a chunk of change left for them to work with. Was that the move? Is everybody going to be set up for disappointment when they find out the big news around the Steelers was Vince Williams retiring? I I, I don't know. I, th- I think that's what it was. I, I don't know what was going to happen. And just like everybody else, I sat around all day. I mean, Malik Hooker did not help anybody by sharing this tweet with the with the emojis here. That did the emojis. The emojis. It's terrible. And it got everybody going. I mean, how do you do this after Garvin tweets out, which Garvin's tweet makes a lot of sense now when he said he's revisiting the Steelers Nation picture in a couple of days because he clearly knew that Vince Williams was on his way out. But Malik Hooker, I mean, this is still up here. I think he's just teasing with us. I think a lot of people are just teasing with Steelers fans at this point, just saying, hey, guys, what are you going to bite on? But if we're being realistic, Vince Williams was probably the news, a little bit of a letdown, but that's okay. Yeah, especially with Kevin Colbert, you never really know what's going to happen to Steelers. I mean, I remember exactly where I was whenever the Mika trade came through, so I don't want to completely eliminate uh, anything. I do think the Steelers would benefit from adding a guy like Malik Cooker to the roster in some capacity. And, you know, they they haven't even played the first preseason game yet. They haven't even started training camp yet, so there's still a lot to work with, and I'm sure Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert and every other player evaluator within the front office will uh, kind of take the next two days of training camp just to go look over the roster, see if they truly need to plug in some of the holes a lot of people think they have, but Regardless, you know, that, that was a, a move, good or bad. So, you know, if nothing happens in the next couple of days, Steelers Nation can't complain because that was indeed somewhat of a big news. Um, something we alluded to a little bit earlier, Melvin Ingram signed a one-year $4 million contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Noah, I feel like you and I need to set the record straight for a lot of people who think that either Melvin Ingram is going to be a 16, sorry, 17-game starter now for the Steelers or the organization doesn't have any confidence in, Al- in Alex Highsmith. Take it away. I, I yeah, it's, it's, it's been astounding. The uh, takes I've seen the last couple of days. The takes have been nuts and they've been terrible. Let's just throw it all out there. For one, Melvin Ingram is a great signing. The Steelers hit the nail right on the head with Melvin Ingram. He's a smart guy. He can play all over the field and He's a guy that adds depth, but he also adds leadership because Alex Highsmith is a second-year guy who just played his rookie season without fans. So he's walking into an NFL stadium coming from Charlotte University, which did not have an NFL stadium fan base, and he's going to step into Heinz Field, and he's going to have to face that pressure, and that's 
you know, for some it's good, for some it's bad. We don't know how everybody's going to react. But that's a new environment for a guy like Alex Highsmith. So to have Melvin Ingram as a backup plan is phenomenal. To have him as a leadership guide is phenomenal. And to just have him there in general is a great move, especially if it's only going to cost you $4 million. Now, does it mean that he is the starter? Not a chance. Does it mean that he's going to play 15 to 20 snaps a game? Probably not. I'm going to say this. When it comes to Alex Highsmith, everything the Steelers have done for the last year have indicated that Alex Highsmith is the next outside linebacker opposite of TJ Watt. They have not changed that narrative one time, including when they signed Melvin Ingram. Now, does that mean anything is set in stone? No, definitely not. Training camp starts tomorrow, and until training camp starts, Melvin Ingram and Alex Highsmith are in an open competition, just like every single other player outside of Ben Roethlisberger and TJ Watt. But until that happens, our, our but their plan is and will remain until proven otherwise for Alex Highsmith to start. And Alex Highsmith deserves to start because Melvin Ingram's 22 or 32 years old. He's clearly on the end of his career. Alex Highsmith, you're wasting no time putting him in a starting role and you're not hurting yourself at all because you have Melvin Ingram as a backup plan. Look, the Steelers needed depth at the outside linebacker position very badly. Quality depth at that. I, I know there's bodies behind guys like Alex Highsmith, KJ Watt. But if, if you could get Melvin Ingram on a very cheap one-year deal to even at worst-case scenario, you know, kind of be in that rotational position with Alex Highsmith, maybe take away some of the, the, the pass rushing downs from Alex Highsmith, have at it. You know, if Ingram walks into Pittsburgh 100%, I think they're getting a steal at $4 million. And here's what I will say. Right now, I don't think the Steelers signed Melvin Ingram to take over Alex Highsmith's starting spot. I, I, I really don't think so. I think they have all the confidence in the world in Alex Highsmith. That being said, the people who are tweeting out and, you know, in general spewing and, you know, talking about Highsmith, and how the Steelers aren't confident in him and how, you know, Ingram was brought in to be Bud Debris replacement. That already happened. That happened in the draft last year whenever they took Highsmith, excuse me, in the back end in the third round. Mm-hmm. They have their guy. What I will say, I think if Ingram proves himself to be the pass rusher that we saw whenever he was with the Chargers and Alex Highsmith isn't necessarily playing as good or on an equal level, I do think Melvin Ingram can work his way into a Spartan spot later oh, on yeah. in the season. But to kind of suggest that from day one, Alex Highsmith will be a rotational guy to, you know, for him to be a guy who won't be starting for a good majority of the year. No way. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like at the 15 to 20 snaps thing when it comes to Melvin Gordon is it doesn't have to be 15 to 20 snaps. It could be half the game. You know what I mean? It, it can just be what the Steelers need Melvin Gordon to do, and that can be start, that can be ride the bench, or that could be somewhere in the middle. But he's a great plan for that because what else would he be doing? I mean, he's Melvin Ingram. I get it. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. That's exciting. But Alex Highsmith is a Pro Bowler to be, hopefully, and that's the future. So you want to give him the first shot, just like you said. Anything hey. in between that and whether it works out, that's still up to be Gordon. Uh, did I say Melvin Gordon? Melvin yeah. Ingram, excuse me. Um, <laughs> But that's what that's that's what I mean it is until until Alex Highsmith loses the job, which no one believes that he's going to 
Melvin Ingram is a guy that's going to be a rotational guy. What those rotational numbers will be will be decided in training camp, but I wouldn't expect them to be the same numbers that a guy like Anthony Ciccolo played with for the last four or five years. Oh, no, 100%. And I, I think bringing in Ingram only does good things for the Steelers. You know, let's talk about it. A, another veteran presence, a very talented veteran presence for Alex Highsmith to lean on, to learn from. I mean, if you can learn from pass rushers like TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram while, you know, you're still kind of getting your feet settled in the league, like what better two guys, at least on one NFL roster right now, to learn from than those two? And another thing, which is what Tyler alluded to in the chat a couple minutes ago, is that Ingram is going to help push Highsmith. You know, this, this isn't a, um, you know, it's not like a, a one-year thing. Yeah, I feel like everyone talked about Ingram starting helps motivate Highsmith with the walk-on mentality. It's going to help Highsmith push himself to be the best player he can be. I know we're all excited for Highsmith. We think he can be a Pro Bowl caliber outside linebacker, much like the guy who he's replacing, but the pre was. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if there's not anybody behind him to kind of push him, if there's not any real sense of competition, especially in his second year, going into his first year as a full-time starter, you know, you're, you're, you might not get the absolute best out of that kind of guy. And bringing in Melvin Ingram is going to help in so many ways. And that I, I feel like the Steelers hit this out of the park with Ingram signing. Yeah, it's an easy deal. And really, it was a story that shouldn't have been a story that was made a story with the whole Alex Highsmith thing. Because Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert and Melvin Ingram were not expecting Melvin Ingram to walk in there as a starter at all. Somebody just put it out there on Twitter and then it started going around. Before we move on to the next thing, I want to hit AJ's comment here in the chat about a healthy Malik Hooker and how he's not ready. And I think he hit the nail right on the head with this. Until we see James Pierre and until we see guys like Trey Norwood or Arthur Mullet or even Miles Killebrew, wherever position he'll play, the Steelers don't need to add any depth. Does it make sense for them to add a guy like Malik Hooker? A hundred percent. Does it make sense for them to trade for Xavier Howard? Maybe not cap space wise, but need wise. Yeah. hundred percent. But until we see what these guys can do, there's no point in doing that. And the Steelers have held, held that philosophy forever. Mike Tomlin is never going to go into a training camp and say, we're just going to go get the veteran because our young guys aren't proven enough. James Pierre can be proven this season and become the next great outside corner for the Steelers. So could Antoine Brooks at nickel or Trey Norwood trying to become Cam Sutton. And until any of that is proven, AJ hit it right on the head. There's no need to touch anything. Absolutely. Uh, Kind of talking about the second part too, how he wants James Pierre on the outside and Cam staying inside. I think that's also what the Steelers want too. You know, whenever Steven Nelson was released, a lot of people thought Cam Sutton was primarily going to play the outside role. And while I do think he'll see a lot of snaps there on the outside, I do think the Steelers have a little bit of faith in James Pierre and that kind of will allow them to put Cam Sutton more in the slot. Uh, You know, like I said a couple seconds ago, he'll bounce around in the secondary. But I I think the Steelers really like having Cam Sutton as that utility player, a guy who, you know, who doesn't just fit one mold. They don't have to stick him in one position. They can kind of move him around based on what the offense is doing. So if James Pierre steps up, I mean, they're, they're getting phenomenal production for pennies on the dollar, you know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's a great move until, like we keep saying, you know, until anything is proven that they need to go out and get something, they're not going to go rush and make another major purchase. And Malik Hooker is going to be sitting there for a while. Trust me. 
Definitely, yeah. So going from unproven to proven, big Ben Roethlisberger. And I, I, I say with a really nice emphasis on big Ben Roethlisberger was spotted heading into training camp. Shout out to Noah for pulling up the tweet right there with the Ooh. different shirt. Big Ben is indeed built different, arriving to what, what feels like 40 years of playing in the NFL, drafted in 2004, two-time Super Bowl winner, three-time Super Bowl appearance. Speaking of his appearance, though, a lot of people have been commenting on Big Ben's big body with not great things <laughs> to say. We saw somebody call him what was it, a sea lion or something like that? There's been a lot of insults thrown out about Big Ben's body. I know last week on the All Steelers podcast that we talked about Big Ben's nutrition routine, and now he's quote-unquote in the best shape of his life. Noah, I don't know what people expected Big Ben to look like heading into year, what, 18, 17 starting. Um, it's certainly not a Tom Brady, not a Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, superstar model look. So I, I'm not sure why people are making a big deal out of this. They should not be. First of all, my man Big Ben here is looking great. Okay, that's a wind picture. Anybody who is a bigger boned guy totally knows. And I knew that the second that they posted the picture is that there was some wind or something and that it's pushing the shirt up against him. He's not, you know, fit, filling out that shirt as well as it looks because of the wind I, that happens to me constantly probably happens to you it happens to everybody who's a bigger guy you know you, you get the wrong wind you step weird for a photo next thing you know you got three love handles showing and you're just like mm, it's not look really it's not really looking great you know what i mean i got nothing to worry about and the steelers have nothing to worry about ben roethlisberger looks exactly like ben roethlisberger did the two times he won a super bowl he's also looked it looks ex exactly the same for every other season, including including when he went 11-0 and 0 last year. So I'm sorry, but I'm not going to come out here and be like, oh, Big Ben is out of shape because Big Ben has been ginormous his entire life, and he's turned 270 pounds into an 18-year-old or 18-year career. I got no hey, worry. Really quick, pull the picture back up again. Pulling it up. Please. Thank you very much. All right, a couple things. First, bigger guys. People taking pictures of us. Put the camera up a little bit more. It, it, Thank it'll, you. Hide, it'll hide a lot of the, the neck area. It'll make us just look a little bit slimmer. Not a fan of the lighting, but Photoshop can work that out. Also, Ben, bro, got to hang your shirts up, man. Can't have wrinkles on the shirts. People are going to dig at you for that. And that only hurts the big guy cause. Fold True. the shirt. Fold it. Hang it up, whatever. No wrinkles whatsoever, man. After that, he'll be golden. Golden. And yeah. all right. So here's my question. Yeah, yeah. Did he wear the different shirt because he knew everyone's been talking about his diet, or did he just put on a t-shirt and it happened to be the exact t-shirt that would cause the internet to explode? I don't know, man. I, I feel like Big Ben isn't necessarily the guy who wants to go viral for either the right or the wrong reasons. And, and my best guess might be he wore that shirt just as a reminder for himself that it's a different year, different mentality for the Steelers. He wants to go get that seventh Super Bowl for the organization. Everything wants to be different. You know, he started 11 0 in 2020. The season kind of fell apart. The later guy, he lost to the Cleveland Browns in a wild card game. It's a fresh slate, it's a, it's a new opportunity for Big Ben. So I, I think that's where he, uh, why he wore the shirt. Excuse me. I would never wear that clever color. Excuse me. And never. going off of uh, Tyler's comment, black does indeed make you skinnier. Big fan of the dark colors. 
Ben, if you're listening, I can give you a lot more fashion tips. Just, you know, hit me up, text me. You haven't responded to me at all. Uh, but just hit me up and we'll get going with that. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't know. Look at my man came in. He, he he probably doesn't even know. There's a there's actually a pretty high chance Ben Roethlisberger has no idea that people think that he's on a diet. He probably isn't even on a diet, and then and has no idea that everyone else thinks he is and has been talking about it. This is just who Big Ben is, man. And I agree, a different shirt probably because he wants to be different. And again, he has no idea that people are talking about him. So we're all going nuts, and he's just he's just in his vacuum doing nothing. Good for Ben. Two Good. things before we move on, though. Two things. One, if I see any footage of a Kit Kat falling out of his pocket, I'm going to lose it. Like, <laughs> mid, like mid-play at training camp. If he's, like, escaping the rush and just, like, 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 a, like a, a baby Ruth or, like, a Butterfinger slipped out of there. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Done. No. <laughs> but, like, you never know. It would be great. Second, second before we move on, I, I don't know what people want him to look like. I, I really don't like he's not the same guy who came out of college like the the guy that you and I watched growing up night and day different but that's what happens when you play almost two decades in the NFL that's Father what happens time is undefeated he never loses to anybody including Ben Roethlisberger Tom Brady he's coming by the way exactly he's coming. don't don't think you're out of the woods yet exactly like it's not you could two decades if you you could look at a picture of any of anybody including yourself if you're listening to this. Two years ago, and then look at it today, chances are you're looking a little fatter today than you were two years ago because that's just what happens. You get old, you get fat. That's just what it is. And Ben Roethlisberger is 39 years old. At 39 years old, if I look like this, I'm feeling fantastic about myself because I look like that right now. (laughs) In two decades, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Oh, I don't know. I don't. And like, even when the whole diet thing started and Big Ben was out here and everybody immediately started talking and they were like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't look like Tom Brady. I don't know if anybody's ever been on a diet, but it takes more than the 30 minutes between the person who tweeted it and you seeing the tweet for you to become Tom Brady. That doesn't just happen overnight so maybe ben is on a diet and we haven't seen anything because well fun fact diets take a little while to kick in dude for sure i i don't think tom brady has eaten a calorie in like a decade so no. shout out to him but i, I can do that for sure in, in a decade we'll see if ben looks like tom brady <laughs> we'll talk about it then uh moving on to our last topic of the show training camp battles like I already alluded to. If you're listening to this on Thursday, which is when all Steelers episodes do come out, if we don't do them live, go ahead. Shout us out on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Literally everywhere you can listen to a podcast. I'm pretty sure your grandmas are going to be listening to it. Everywhere, bro. You know, Pull us up on the, the Jitterbug phone, the, the Nintendo <laughs> Switch, wherever. We're there, I promise you. Training camp battles, there's a lot of different positions that aren't necessarily solidified in stone. Uh, I guess we could just kind of just go throughout the depth chart, work our way. Um, with Vince Williams retiring before the show, that did take away one of the, you know, quote-unquote training camp battles. There were a lot of people that thought either Spillane or Williams could, you know, kind of anchor that defense in the interior besides Devin Bush. Now, that that looks like Spillane's starting role, excuse me. Uh, are there any other positions you're going to be watching for as we head into training camp? Um, there's a couple, you know, I, I, I want to know how much 
Juju is playing on the outside, but I think that's just a question. I don't know if that's a position battle. Um, you know, the third string tight end is as unappealing as that is, is a big one because a lot of people really think that Zach Entry is not it, including myself. And Kevin Radar has a chance to come in here, play some special teams and prove that being able to play more than just the bench means something on this team. You got a bunch of backups. You got the backup quarterback position, obviously a ginormous one. Running back, huge. Benny Snell Jr. So I, I saw something the other day that Benny Snell Jr. could end up in L.A. That's not going to happen. But Benny Snell Jr. versus Anthony McFarlane is still a pretty big matchup, and that's one that could come down to what this offense actually looks like. Then you have center, which is, in my opinion right now, the biggest competition we have between J.C. Hoshenauer Hassenauer, excuse me, B.J. Finney, and Kendrick Green. And until proven otherwise, J.C. Hassenauer is going to be the starting center. So I'm just going to toss that out there. Um, and then the rest of the offense seems pretty pretty solidified at that point. Yeah, really the only spots I feel like are going to be truly, truly competitive um, is going to be that that third running back position like you talked about, you know, the difference between uh, Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell. Uh, that'll be a big battle, you know, and I think that might actually come down to which guy might be able to contribute a little bit more in special teams, you know, with Najee Harris kind of hopefully taking over a very big majority of the carries heading into the 2021 season. Um, Center, like you said, is also a big one. I'm telling you right now, do not freak out whenever JC Hafsnauer is taking first team reps with the team on the first couple of days of training camp. And Tomlin, Every single year, regardless of who's who, loves to put the veterans up in front, especially with a rookie who hasn't had a ton of time to get adjusted to the playbook yet with the new offensive coordinator, my add. So, you know, allow Kendrick Green the time to get acclimated to the playbook and allow his talents to kind of speak for themselves the later it gets into training camp. Um, you know, that being said, the BJ Finney or JC Hasnauer probably would you would you be surprised for the Hall of Fame game if either one of them were the starting center? Um, I would, but I wouldn't. It depends on who. If B.J. Finney is the starting center at all, I'm going to be shocked. I don't think that he came in here to be the starting center. I think that they know he's the swing guard and they feel real comfortable with him as the swing guard. I think I I wouldn't be surprised if Kendrick Green is the starter, but I would be. I think that J.C. Hasenauer, just like the rest of them, until proven otherwise, is the starter. There's no reason to put Kendrick Green in there and rush anything. He's a third-round pick. He's he's not a first-round pick. He's not a second-round pick. He's a guy who's coming in here to develop. He has one game under center in his career, so it's not like we could expect him to know how to play the position perfectly right now. So, no, I mean, I wouldn't be. But at the same time, yeah, like it, it just doesn't make sense to me to go any other way but J.C. Hassenauer right now. And then like you anointed to uh, a couple of minutes ago, the battle for the number two quarterback position on the depth chart is going to be a huge one. Three different guys, and you know, there's probably three different guys you feel like they're the number two quarterback on this team. You know, Mason Rudolph is the anointed one. He has the most experience out of the other three guys. Josh Dobbs is probably smarter than anybody else on the team, you know, with all of that intelligence combined with the fact that he's the most mobile guy on the depth chart. And then Dwayne Haskins, you know, previously a, a first round pick a couple of years ago, still a lot of potential left that he feels like, and a lot of other people feel like there's still something there. 
there's a lot of guys who are going to be fighting for that number two spot. So I, I think the preseason will be really interesting to watch, and especially training camp too, where you know where you're not going to have a thousand reps per day. You know, each guy is going to have to make the best out of their opportunities. So we'll we'll definitely see whenever that comes to it. On the defensive side of the ball, there's not a whole lot of uh, position battles. Once got taken away right before the episode, but uh, that second outside cornerback spot, you know, is. Uh, opposite, excuse me, of Joe Hayden. I'm really going to be watching out for. Will James Pierre step up? Will Justin Wayne step up? Will any of the other guys on the roster step up? You know, uh, Shakur Brown is a really popular name. People think can kind of handle those duties. So we'll see. There's a bunch of names that the depth chart offers, and there's a lot of hype. But the thing I love about training camp in this time of year is that for the last five or six months, we've heard nothing but hype about every single player you know you know people think x about this player think about y of this player the time for talk is over football is here and i couldn't be more excited yeah exactly and that's it that's the change is there's all these position battles and you could guess them all you want but until pads are on we don't know who's real and who's not putting pads on is going to determine whether or not antoine brooks jr is the starting slot corner or not it's also going to prove whether or not trey norwood is a key piece to this defense in year one or not or if they have to go out and sign a guy like malik hooker it also is going to be the difference between whether or not james pierre is just a guy who makes plays in minicamp or a guy who pl makes plays during the regular season you know we we don't know a lot and the defense is tough because until those pads come on yeah, it's a it's a smart game, and you have to have a high football IQ to play all over the field. But on defense especially, if you cannot come up with the tackles, if you cannot be there to be physical enough, you're not going to have a job in the NFL. I think it's something that Justin Lane has struggled with for a couple of years, and we've seen that. And it could easily be the case with guys like Norwood, Antoine Brooks, and James Pierre. It could also be the same for Shakur Brown, although – Right now, I, I haven't heard Shakur Brown in a positive statement since he's come here, and that's including from myself. So I, I think Shakur Brown's a guy that might fade away a little bit as this training camp goes away or goes on. Gotcha. Now, like you already said, whenever the pads come on, the cream rises to the top. I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the uh, mic'd up Mike Tomlin portion of minicamp where he said he wants to see a lot of Devin Bush and Najee Harris. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Dude, yes, super I did. exciting. It's going to be really awesome to watch as training camp continues. But for all of the training camp updates and breaking news, everything else and more on the Pittsburgh Steelers, look no further than allsteelers.com and the All Steelers Talk podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at SI underscore Steelers. Give us a like and subscribe on YouTube, please, and thank you. All Steelers Talk. We're on Facebook, All Steelers. SI.com slash NFL slash Steelers or all Steelers.com. However you put it, we will be there and we will be here every week for you guys. My name is Donnie. His name is Noah. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. It's a new day, and it's coming at you fast. With Comcast Business, you'll have what you need to take on every twist and turn, like the flexibility to control multiple Wi-Fi networks from anywhere a cybersecurity solution to help protect all your connected devices, 
and the power of the nation's largest gig speed network, all supported by a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. Comcast Business will keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. This isn't just any day, it's the day. The day you welcome new people to your team or welcome an idea that changes everything. Wherever your day takes you, Comcast Business can help. With a network that can deliver gig speeds to most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices and expert support 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. Comcast Business will keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. 